Here's a message from Nick Kroll and John Mullaney. Oh Hello has no sponsor. Instead, we ask you to join us in donating to Off Their Plate. Off Their Plate pays restaurants in nine different U.S. cities to cook free meals for hospitals and other emergency health care workers. More on what they're doing and how to donate at bit.ly slash ohellootp. Everybody knows what happened with Princess Diana, a royal wedding, two children, a marriage in shambles, and eventually a death by car accident. But what people don't know is the small stories, the people that made up these stories, the woman behind the crown. That's what we're interested in. If it's possible, please forget everything you know about Princess Diana and let us tell you what we read online. Hey, the podcast! Podcast starts now. Politics. Celebrity interviews. Cosplay girls. You're a 10. You're, You're gorgeous. You're so beautiful. Thank you so much. You're my friggin' fantasy. Yeah. Fade out. Fade out. Fade out. There Slow it fade. is. There it is, everyone. Oh, hello, podcast. Starts now. Starts now. Does it start now? Oh, hello. Starts now. Okay. All right. Music for Pidcast, Volume 5. Richie Emanuel, library music guitarist. Thank you for that, riffs and those fills. Yeah. It's the morning time. Josh, how was your weekend? Oh, my weekend sucked. Watched a lot of good tube, though. Oh, yeah? Because this Pidcast is covering everything from celebrity news to pop culture. So you're listening to Oh, Hello, the Pidcast. Oh, yeah. We should let everybody know that that's what this is. This is the Pidcast for Oh, Hello. We talk about everything from politics to pop culture and also the news. We're really trying to create a new niche in the market. There's a ton of Pidcasts out there, but this is the only one where you'll hear two people talking, no script. No hoops, no suits. No suits. No network telling us what to do. Totally uncensored. We don't jump through suits, and we don't listen to hoops. Right. Got a great show today, George. Another killer. We've got a guest today coming in. This guy is not only a songwriter, but he's also a regular guy from Harrison, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Cuban-American songwriter. From Puerto Rico. Yeah. Um, Lin, do you have a heart out of 12? Uh, I have a heart out of like 1250. Okay, perfect. All right. Oh, hello, Charles. I'm sure I'm Gil Faison. George, thank you. Uh, hi, Gil. Hi, George. Nice to meet you. Lynn, in the Heights. Mm-hmm. Oh, hello, Bidway. Mm-hmm. I don't think we were ever really rivals, but we circled each other. Yeah, it was we a res- circled the We bond. made each other better. Yeah, I think so. There was, there was a push. You're like Lennon McCartney. Do you ever think about Hamilton? Taking it out there, you know, getting it out of New York? Hear us out. Touring this sucker could be a cash cow. Yeah, we've got uh, five productions, uh, one in Chicago and uh, two tours uh, touring the U.S. Do the productions that are traveling the U.S. ever run into each other and there's kind of a big cartoon uh, dust-up? <laughs> yeah, cartoon dust-up, lots they of They both hair. show up at the CMPAC one day. And... It's very awkward. <laughs> oh, God. Do you license it to high schools, colleges? We will at some point, yeah. Um, I think that's a couple of years down the line, but uh, yeah. We'll... Samuel French is a dear friend. <laughs> yeah, he's a good friend of ours. So anybody out there looking to license a musical at a high school, you got to go through Sam French. 
and we've known him for years. He was originally going to do sort of large type copies of, uh, of plays. We said, no, 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 Blazer Pocket. Yeah. That's why they're all <laughs> tiny with tiny font, single spacing. You know, it was funny because there was Sam French and then there was Lou Spanish. And they were the two guys who would... Would type up plays. What happens when an all-white high school wants to do Hamilton? The day will come when an albino or all-white high school will come knocking to do Hamilton. How does that fit into the rubric? That's a tricky question. I don't know the answer to that. Um, you know, I think the the goal will be... I can't read. Um, that's why I use Audible.com. Audible.com gives books to your ears. If you can't read words, Audible reads them to you. And if you've got an iPhone, it's going to be unbelievably difficult to get a book onto your phone. A draining app that uses tons of battery and also data points. Audible.com brought to me such great recent books that I was listening to is Bill O'Reilly's Killing Lincoln, Bill O'Reilly's Killing Kennedy, and Bill O'Reilly's Killing Reagan, who was not killed. Also, I read a great new Ordebiography biography of John McCain called Courage. And for only $15 a month, you'll never download a book. Audible.com. You can't read. They read the books to your ears. Now your brain knows what's in the book. Now, people know that Hamilton just popped out of nowhere and just occurred, and you wrote it one day, and then the next day it was on Bridgeway. That's not what happened. He was on a vacation, uh -huh. <laughs> and a guy came by with towels who had a copy of a book sticking out of his pocket, and you went, what the hell is that? And he goes, what are you talking about, man? It's a book about Hamilton. You go, let me read that. He speed reads it under an umbrella on a beach. And he goes, this is a musical now. Lands in New York, sees the marquee. Next thing Hamilton. you know. Hamilton. Next thing you know, pay dirt. And that's the thing about vacations. Let's talk about vacations. Uh, this, uh, uh, speaking of vacations, breathe, you're, breathe, you're breathe, a guy. Breathe, I, breathe, I can't. I'm breathe, so excited breathe. about this transition. I'm so excited breathe. about this transition. We want you to walk through step by step exactly how you felt the day the princess died. Died August thirty first, nineteen ninety seven. Where were you? I was in Puerto Rico, and I was at a veterinarian with my aunt. Her dog was sick, and it was playing on the TV overhead. What was your, what was wrong with the dog? Yeah. The dog was just very old. It was a series of many visits. So this was an old Puerto Rican dog. This was an old Puerto Rican dog, a really mean dog named Pitufa. Pitufa? Pitufa. Oh, Pitufa. I know Pitufa, yeah. Which is Spanish for Smurfette. Oh. Exactly. It's a nice name for a mean dog. My aunt's late dog, may she rest in anger. And what was your aunt like? My aunt is lovely. She's mm -hmm. uh, she's still around. She's still with us. Her dog was mean. Pitufa. Pitufa. Pitufa was there for an annual, just kind of like you're she a very was there old dog for, visit. Yeah, it was your very old dog visit. Well, and George you, takes me to the vet absolutely. for checkups. Really? Absolutely. You know, because I'll go in there and I because I get fleas and and yeah. stuff like that. Was well, that big Petco on Seventy Ninth? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a good spot. And at Seventy Ninth and the East River, uh, <laughs> there's uh, animal emergency, twenty uh, four hour care, and I take him down there. And I just bolt in with him in the crate screaming, and they have to treat him. And we've never paid. I don't think we've ever stayed for a visit or an invoice. No, no, no. We get out of there before they they, they get a chance to bill us. If they can't print the invoice before you get out the door, it's free. So you you're you're in Puerto Rico. Are you living there? You're visiting. I was visiting at the time. Yeah, for the vet. Yeah, visit. I never I've never lived in Puerto Rico, but I've always stayed with family. I got spent summers with my. Uh, grandparents and my aunts and uncles. And just a quick update on Puerto Rico. Still not a voting state. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious about uh, whether you've ever thought about writing a musical about Princess Diana. 
I don't know that I'd be the most qualified to do that. There's, there's, I just, I think there's so many uh, pretty incredible UK musical theater writers that would uh, be untrue. better. Untrue, yeah, but keep going. <laughs> untrue. Untrue, yeah, I think. Your it, Tim Minchins, your Lord Lloyd Webbers, you know, these are all. Is he a Lord now? I think he's a Lord. They made Andy a Lord. As you know. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> well, we were rivals because he had Jesus Christ Superstar. Sure, sure. And then there was Good Spell. Yeah. And then we had the third religious hippie musical of the mid 1970s. Oh, what was that? I think I missed it. It was called Zacchaeus. <laughs> and it was about a tax collector hiding in the tree. Hey, Zacchaeus, you tax collector, you're hiding in the tree. And then there was just an orgy scene that really made it, I mean, set it apart. We were actually written up in the, the nation, man. So, sort of an O Calcutta hair. Absolutely inspired by hair. So you're a New York kid. Your father is New York politics. Yeah, New York politics. Now, he worked for Freddie Ferrara. Is this correct? Freddie Ferrara. He worked for Mayor Koch. Uh, he Koch? worked for Ed Koch. He worked for Ed Koch. That was his first job in politics. He was an advisor on Hispanic affairs. Really? Yeah. Did, did a young Lin-Manuel Miranda meet an Ed Koch? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would go to the Christmas party at Gracie Mansion is every year. Third term. Last term. Third, Third term. term. Is it true that you were, in fact, Ed Koch's Band-Aid Wrangler? When he had a stroke and really nogged that noggin, you get him a big flesh. We weren't that close. I was right. I was a child of a kid who was an advisor. What would you did, were you excited to meet Ed Koch? Was he a frightening figure to you? Was he an exciting figure to you? He was uh I think he was all of those things. But he was he was very friendly uh to kids. And so, you know, the Christmas party is really fun. You know what I'll tell you? I the only thing I remember, because I was very young when when my dad worked for Koch, was um there was this amazing cheesecake, this Mitchell London cheesecake that my dad would occasionally bring home. Mitchell London. And they would only, this is the most New York shit ever. That's all and I they would right. only sell it at like the one Zay bars on 72nd. That was the only place you could get it. But, but Koch did sell it out of Gracie Mansion as well. <laughs> he, 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 I think he got in trouble for that later, but yes, yeah. it was delicious. There are a lot of things that Koch got in trouble for later. <laughs> yeah. Now, what was Ed Koch's relationship with the Latin community? Very fraught, very problematic. My dad was a guy who had protested Ed Koch until he started working for him. Right. Yeah. He was brought inside the fold to help to figure it out. So, yeah. Was it was it tricky for him within the community? Did was did he, your father deal with backlash for being a part of Ed Koch's? Uh, I think he did. I think he did, and I think he learned a lot about what it means to go from someone who is protesting to uh, someone who is trying to make change uh, from the inside, which is kind of Act Two of Hamilton, going from like a revolutionary to like, oh, we now help set policy and set precedent. You gotta be in the room. Yeah. yeah. Be in the room where they did it. We would second act it. We yeah. second act. Yeah, we, we have never seen the first act of him. Nah, sure. we just second act. We, we second. second act, guys. You know what yeah. I mean? I'd come in with a parliament light. Impressive. I go, I was just outside. You know, they go, put that out, please. I go, fine. You know, and the cigarette would cause enough of a distraction that I could <laughs> scoot up to the loge. Yeah. Do you miss those? Do you think that New York could use some of that, the more the grit, the more that back and forth, the more the... I think you guys carry that flag beautifully. Oh, uh, we we tried... Know? Yeah, I mean it's a tough it's a tough flag to carry. Yeah. I mean, uh, I feel like all the old guys now gone. Yeah, it you know what? Us, what a couple Spitzer. of our proteges, uh, Elliot Spitzer, Anthony, Anthony Weiner, <laughs> two two of our closest two of nearest. The fallen. Because we, you know we were advisors to both those guys. We say we want you to be on the right side of things. You know, we wanted you to be really sure about what your politics are, and then just bury all of your ambition and difficulties in weird jerk-off stuff. Yeah, and if you guys. 
guys could just blow it as hard as possible, <laughs> we'd be thrilled. I remember telling Anthony, he was shaving his chest in the mirror, and I was saying a little to the left, a little to the right. And I said, you know what you should do? You're doing so well in Congress. Why don't you just totally bite it? I mean, as a, as a, as a leader... And as a human being. But as for me, as Jewish New Yorker, mm. to have all of these great Jewish hopes in the New York political system then turn into, you know, strangled jerk-off monsters. Lynn, you're a composer. What key is he saying Jewish in? Would you say it again? <laughs> Jewish. Jewish. Or set a key and he'll hit it. I think that's an E. I always thought I would be best in E. <laughs> But you grew up Upper West Side. Uh, you upper, were, upper, yeah. Upper, upper. But you went to Hunter High School. I did. I went to Hunter Elementary through high school. So wow. I was I was doing a commute. Uh, I went downtown and across the park. Downtown and across the park. Yeah. Did you ever see Woody Allen and make eye contact with him and, and he, he gave you a knowing nod and you gave him a knowing nod that you were both going to, you know, have majorly impactful artistic contributions to American culture? No, I think, but I, I would see him on the way to Apple Tree Grocery on 95th Street. Oh, that's I, a good grocery. Yeah. and uh, I saw Sidney Lumet in Key Foods once uh, and he caught me denting cans and <laughs> I said, keep your fucking mouth shut. Would you walk through the park? Would you take the bus? Uh, if I was running late, I would probably run across the park because sometimes it's faster than that cross-town bus. This yeah. is wild. That M96. That M96. Oh, come on. Let's, come on. I mean, if no. you want to talk about the M96, let's talk about the M96. I tried to get M. Night Shyamalan to make a movie about the M96 yeah. called M96. Night Yeah. And I said, the twist is that, you know, it's just better to walk. <laughs> What we'll do is we'll take our bikes that don't work, flat tires. Absolutely. And we'll get we'll get those on the bus. We'll get them loaded on the back of the bus. And we're never going in a straight line. We're weaving in an S. We're sitting on big banana seats, and everyone's in our way. So you, let's say you're on the Upper West Side. It's uh, Lil Lin-Manuel Miranda. He's coming home, uh, and uh, he's had it before. Sugar coffees, right. a child drinking coffee. It's a child drinking coffees, playing dominoes. And you got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Ooh. I know all the spots. What's a, what are a couple up at West Side? We'll give you, we'll do a one for one. Okay. The Performing Arts Library, Lincoln Center. Yeah, yes. that's a good one. That's a, good a great VHS and it's library. Warm. It's warm. <laughs> but I worry about that whole outdoor fountain area because when you got to cross that with a pants full, it's really scary. You get into that. Uh, you get yeah, into you got to go in on Amsterdam. You got to go in you on gotta Amsterdam. You got to go in on Amsterdam. The stage at the beacon for me. Wait a minute. Right on stage. <laughs> yeah, if there's a ghost light and no one really there. Oh, Frank the Rich's ghost light. <laughs> or you go on stage during a Steely Dan concert. You know, we were nine nights at the beacon. You can sneak behind the Danettes, his backup singers. They got a table full of wa bottled water. This is So you can just squat right back there because yeah. Donald Fagan is not paying attention. <laughs> Absolutely not. Lowe's 84th, back in the day, very sure. lack security. I don't think anyone was taking tickets. You no. could just go in, use a restroom, leave. Yeah, yeah, you go in there, you go to the restroom, you see three men and a baby, three men and a lady, little lady. A little lady, yeah. That, and that's a good one, and you drink uh, now the defunct RC Cola. <laughs> oh, RC Draft, rest in peace. Oh. What, about, one year. what about diet mug root beer? Where did that go? You're making me miss the Nobody Beats the Wiz on 96 and Broadway. No, where, ironically, you mm. can't go to the bathroom. They would not let you. No, but which is ironic. But they had the best deal on cassette singles. Yes. yes. Nobody will let you take a Wiz. Nobody will let you take a Wiz. <laughs> I shiplifted a, a single of Parents Just Don't Understand from next door. <laughs> and I was uh, 
in my late 40s. Old enough that it was embarrassing. I got in my only fist fight at that Nobody Beats really? the Wiz. For the last cassette single of Scenario by A Tribe Called Quest. Whoa. Who did Which, you get in a fist fight with? My friend Michael Stevens. Your friend? Yeah. Well, when you think about Princess Die, mm. you know, you, you think about Elton John. You, you do. They're, they're wedded in the popular imagination. They, really, they are. Because, really he, he, I mean, he did rewrite the song for her. And shortly before her death, they were both at Versace's funeral. Gianni. Our Gianni. dear friend, Gianni Versace. Oh, you know him? We were dear friends with him. We, we bought shirts on Canal Street that were ostensibly made by him. Mm. Uh, but we all, And we also weirdly wrote all the lyrics to the Migos song, Vertashi. Oh. <laughs> so. They're a great group of guys. <laughs> Do you know them? Do you no, know the Migos? I haven't had the pleasure. They're chaotic. You know? <laughs> chaotic we, good? We had them over there at Chaotic Good, yeah. You know, if you thought about singing the song Candle in the Wind, mm. you know, license, you know, rights-free, uh, no, with no residuals, you know, what would that sound like? You know, it'd be like, uh, how does it, how does it go? Do you know how it goes? But uh, I mean, if I think we could tailor it to him, he said, "Goodbye, Lin Manuel. Though you were a guest and podcast, you had a heart out that we're trying to respect." This sounds like it's about me now. I didn't know that. Well, I think that you wrote Hamilton and also in the Heights. And now you're dead. <laughs> the paparazzi chased you just like they did to Princess Di. And it seems to us you drank your coffee with the milk and then the sugar. Never knowing where to go to the bathroom on the other side. You've never been below 60th, or at least we didn't get to that. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh man, if, please play that at my funeral. <laughs> Lin Manuel Miranda. You know him from Mana and Hamilton. Mana? Yeah, ma- oh, I Mana, the Disney movie. Yeah. I took Gil to the vet recently because he had both fleas and ticks. What to do? Hose him off? <laughs> Stick him in a bathtub? No way. Give him Frontline. If your friend or pet has fleas and ticks and your roommate lives like a derg, Get them new Frontline Plus, now with methoprene. Methoprene was tested on human beings during the Vietnam War and has been perfected in the terms of science, in terms of what it can eliminate, and certainly no one knows the truth. Methoprene now in Frontline Plus. Gil loves it. If you drink some, you can see rainbows. Frontline Plus now with methoprene. Talk to your vet and give it to your roommate. I'm scabbing. Uh-oh, it's that time, George. Movie reviews. Movie reviews. (coughs) Hold on. Movie reviews. Roman J. Israel Esquire Denzel Washington stars in the new 1992 film Malcolm X. Here with his review is critic Gil Faisan. When one thinks about the history of movies, you always want to think about what movies are about history. No better movie to discuss about this kind of thing. Then Malcolm X, from director Spickley, who made the movie where the guy threw the TV into the pizza place. Do the right thing. With Danny Aiello. Do the right thing. And also, um, what's it called? Do the right thing, honey. I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to do the review of Malcolm X. Gil, do the right thing. 
Yeah, that, I'm trying to do the right thing by explaining what Spike Lee has I done. I know Spike Lee. She's got to have it. She's got to have. I thought Spike Lee was a guy. No, she's got to have it. Well, that, I'm trying to give it to her if she's the person listening to the podcast. Right, do the right thing. Okay, I will. I'm trying to do the right thing by finishing this movie. I review. know. We're talking Spike Lee. She's got to have it. Who's she? Is do, she? do the right thing. Okay, I will. And that's to do the review of the movie Malcolm X. Out of five Ziploc bags of popcorn that I bring into the movie theater so I don't have to pay for popcorn, I give it four and a half bags. I drop some on the floor for Malcolm X. Gil Faison is a film critic living in apartment 7C as in Candle. Please tell delivery men 7C as in Candle. You know, George, I recently downloaded my first book. What was that? It's, um, do you know where the wild things are? No. It's uh, a book about a little boy, and he's got imagination. Little Prince. Yeah. Before he, Uh-huh. And he goes into this special new place, and he meets all these monsters, and they're so cool to him, and the boy acts like a little monster, and then he goes back to the real world, and he just absolutely annihilates a kid. Eats him. Eats his whole body. And... <laughs> And the kid, and then the boy was so happy. Right. Audible.com, bringing Gil the books that he imagined.